Hi, I'm Tyra G., your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal listeners. Yes, you, fearsome and generous, humble and honest, in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. Every week, we meet at this table for an hour to experience, inspire, educate, encourage, and empower one another through our joys and our lessons learned. We share topics that tradition tells us there's some things we just do not talk about. But here, we live beyond both the judgment and the wreckage. We share some aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for way too long. Every week, we start right where we are. Although many of your voices will speak light into darkness, there is no insignificant person around this table. However, you must come dressed in your inner awesome, believing that impossible is merely a word to describe the degree of difficulty. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, Cablecast on Cox and Verizon Fios, Channel 37, and Comcast, Channel 27, in Reston. And we are webcast worldwide on the internet at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Should you miss us, no worry. You can hear our archive, Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. podcast on my website, tyragarlington.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you feel like connecting with me offline, that's easy too. Email me at tyra at tyragarlington.com Thank you so very much for tuning in. And thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song. And for naming it, I'm Listening. This week we return to one of my favorite themes, Chocolate at Midnight. This theme was born out of memories of my youth, my teenage years when although we did not have Instagram, we sure had issues and drama. We used to look forward to sleepovers with friends where emotional intimacy seemed inspired by our favorite snacks, our favorite music, and the willingness and the safety felt to share our latest drama. We seemed naturally dressed in authenticity and vulnerability often wondered how we knew how to do that back then. We always left those sleepovers feeling better or closer or inspired to try harder, to see something in a new way. These times seem critical to our social survival. There's a gospel song that says, on the other side of through, there's a blessing waiting for you. What I've learned in my life, the only way around is through. Each time we walk into our chocolate after midnight theme, we walk or commit to walk, I should say, out of judgment. And we commit to walk into a space of possibilities and out of doubt. We commit to walk into faith and out of fear. We walk as a result out of the dark and into new light. We become magic. Yes, we become magic and so much more. 
I'm going to create our common thought space today with the following encouraging words from author and life coach Iana Vansant in her book, Until Today, entitled, There's Always More. And I quote, If by chance no one has told you that they love you today, I would be honored to be the first to say, I love you today. I love you because you are and have been so willing to grow. And my, how you have grown. You have grown from struggling to searching, from trying to do something to learning how to do it. You have grown from fear to having faith, to demonstrating your courage. You have grown in many ways, consistently demonstrating your willingness and courage to take the next step, the step toward the profound and the divine wisdom buried within yourself, the step toward knowing more about you. That is exactly why I love you. You are perfectly divine. Growth is a very profound experience. It can be beautiful and ugly, empowering and confining, thought-provoking and mind-boggling, pleasant and unpleasant all at the same time. Just when you think you've got it, life seems to say, well, now take this, and you do. Then the minute you're ready to throw your hands up, give up, or beat up on yourself for doing the same thing in the same way, ending up in the same place again, you realize you've not done so badly after all. You know you've grown when you can meet a challenge, an obstacle, or difficulty without totally losing it. Somehow, some way, in the growth process, you have come upon the understanding that the more you grow, the more you know, the more you're encouraged to grow and to know. There is more of you waiting to unfold. Oh, I'm so excited about today. By the time we end this conversation, our goal is to have inspired you. And in the words of my guest, I love this, moved you toward that which makes you come alive. Ooh, makes you want to hurry up and get there, right? Please welcome Ms. Deb Barrasset to the table and be encouraged as she adds her story to our Frankly Speaking Human Library. You will understand why she's the perfect guide to help us own our magic today. Deborah, it's all yours. Tyra, oh my goodness, just having your word wash over me is like a balm for the heart. You are amazing. <laughs> I don't know what so to say. I'll say thank you. <laughs> Yes, thank you. It's totally appropriate right there. Yes. Well, I so appreciate the invitation to join you um, on this wonderful show of yours with this amazing mission. Um, and um, I, I'm really honored. So to introduce myself a little bit to your audience, um, my name is Deb Barrett. I reside in uh, downtown Chicago with my husband. And I am blessed and humbled and delighted that in recent years I've had the opportunity 
to carve out a way of serving, of contributing to the world in a way that is really, that really resonates with, with my soul. Um, and what has evolved is um, I'm basically having programs for women and um, serving women in what I call soul care or self-care for the spirit. It's a whole new level of self-care that I think is really wanted and needed in the world. And how that came to be is actually out of my very own need for that. You know, they say that we're drawn to provide that which we ourselves need. And that's very much been the case for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I came to this through what I think of as a very kind of twisty, windy road that at times felt like, is, are these dots ever going to connect? Um, you know, I started out as a music major, then I realized that wasn't it. I was a journalist for many years, loved in particular doing profiles of people where I really got to, it was, uh, I loved the challenge and, and the art of capturing somebody in the written word so that someone else could get a sense of that person. Um, but I, I kind of burned out on journalism. I moved on. I worked at Hallmark for a while. And um, the most fun job, I got to uh, be the manager of their internal think tank and work with all these creative people. Um, and everything that that company does is about inspiring connection. Yeah. So that was really juicy and and fun for me. Um, and also, I've I've got this love of you know what it is that that creative spirit in people. And so to school myself in what it is to bring that out in other people it turns out to have been a really important part of my life. And then I went on from there to. Uh, be a public relations executive of all things uh, for a company and um and and that was all about helping people and companies consciously create how they show up in the world um but what happened tyra is and along the way i should mention along the way mm-hmm. um you know life has been up and down you know marriages started lived ended um have two wonderful daughters but you know i've been a single parent and had you know financial issues post-divorce and you know just life circumstances that so many of us deal with um but i've always been inspired by a certain kind of woman and there are there are two who are no longer with us I think represent, you know, women who've had the imagination and courage to lead interesting and unconventional lives, creative lives. Mm-hmm. One of them is Frida Kahlo, the artist, mm-hmm. you know, Frida Kahlo. And, you know, she had all this pain in her life, but she used it as raw material in her art. She didn't ask for those physical injuries, but life presented her with those. And she took that as raw material, mm-hmm. and she used it to put beauty and and soul out in the world. And then 
another one that is much less well-known, um, so I love to spread the word about this one, mm-hmm. is MFK Fisher. She was one of the original food writers, and when I ran across her work, mm-hmm. I thought, who was this woman? And I've read about her, and she had marriages and lovers and daughters and and a rich, rich life of the mind and the senses. Um, and I'd, I'd love to read you uh, something that was written about her, just a couple sentences here. Please do, by, because I'm not familiar either. I don't know how many of my listeners are. Probably not a lot of them, honestly. So I, I love to introduce people to MSK Fisher. So... Um, a woman named Syrah McFadden wrote about MFK for the San Francisco Examiner, and she said, food is what she wrote about, although to leave it at that is reductionist in the extreme. Mm. What she really wrote about was passion, the importance of living boldly instead of cautiously. Oh, what scorn she had for timid eaters, timid lovers, people who took timid stands or none at all on matters of principle. So I like that. That's, that's a little taste of MFK. Um, and so essentially, Tyra, uh, I came to a defining moment in my life where I felt that, you know, I was in my late 50s. I'm 61 now. Mm-hmm. I was in my late 50s, and I thought, you know, you, you could just keep going down this particular train track and have a predictable rest of the life, but there's something that you're yearning for. And my frustration was I didn't know quite what it was, but I knew that there was something that I wanted to explore and get expressed in the world. So I eventually, in fact, it was October five years ago, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I went online and registered a company name and turned in my resignation and by January I was you know out of the corporate nest and on my own and uh, it's been quite a quite an adventure and I wouldn't trade it for the world so you said you registered your company name and what was it is it the company name was and is moxie creative and consulting all right and Yes, and I, I used the name Moxie because it represented something for me that, and, and then the creative and consulting I put on there, mm-hmm. and, and my thinking was, okay, I don't know exactly what this wants to be, but whatever it is could fit under that umbrella. So that, <laughs> so I created a name that I had a lot of wiggle room in it for. Yes, you do, right? yes, and I want to hear what you, well, we will hear what you've done with your wiggling. Yes, it's been it's been a it's been it's been a fun wiggle, I must say. <laughs> so um, now I'm I I have a uh, what's known as a DBA doing business as. Now that my focus has become quite clear, I'm actually doing business now as Moxie Soul Spa. Okay. Which um, which is a source. You know, I I want to be a resource in the world of both community and, um, you know, training, inspiration, all kinds of things 
for women in particular to care for their own spirits. Okay. And move, and as you said, move toward that which makes them come alive. Yeah, yeah. And before we before we go deeper into that, this is the first I heard you say that you had two daughters. So of course I'm curious. Um, are they? Do they resonate with where you are in this uh, revelation of soul care? They do. They keep. They they're not like in the middle of my business uh-huh. because I think part of what it is for daughters and mothers to do is to navigate that individuation process. Absolutely. Recognizing, you know, all the many things that we have in common. And that having been said, they are both extremely supportive and, you know, are, are cheering me on. And, um, you know, we don't have conversations about it on a regular basis, but there are these moments when they will write something in a card or say something, I get choked up just thinking about it, you know, where where they reflect back mm-hmm. what what they see. And I, I you know, I think this whole uh, mystery, and it's still a mystery of our mothers ourselves. <laughs> And and it gets redefined with every union of a mother and daughter. But somewhere in our DNA, we are always cheerleading. We don't always know how to express it. And sometimes it gets abused, but we're connected, you know. And so what that's what I was I was listening for that. Uh, Who you are probably has a lot to do with who they are. And they're reflecting on that when they're writing to you. They're happy that you that you are because you're allowing them to become. So I think that's cool. That's all I'm saying. Well, thank you. It is it is cool. And I also have three bonus daughters. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. My, my husband. So so we got the girl thing going. Yes, you do. <laughs> now they're all all five of them are adults and yes, and living their lives and doing their thing. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it is it is a gift to be um, to have, you know, the different relationships with these different women and and feel like you have some opportunity to contribute. Yeah. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I digressed and therefore you digressed. But um, we're still at doing business as, and you were about to bring us home to why you are morphing into Maxie Soul Spa. Right. Well, Moxie Soul Spa, for me, um, Moxie. Mm-hmm. It, represents, um, it, it represents uh, a way to basically have people you know part of it is to have people own their magic actually um and you know i think i use the word soul a lot obviously and it's not in a traditional religious sense that i use that word right i use that word to basically represent um the essence of a human being okay um the essence of a human being and um, one of the things that I came to see, you know, at first, 
what my business was doing was I was very involved in uh, doing branding work for people and organizations. And, and I, have, I have background in that. And one of the things about branding is good branding is not just posting some facade on something. Really good branding that sings is where you really zero in on the essence of the person or the service or all of the above mm -hmm. and you find out ways to amplify certain aspects of that so that the people who want and need that can find you right right right, right. uh-huh well you know i was doing uh some really deep pretty transformational work with some clients in order to actually get to that essence mm -hmm. and one day um a friend of mine who's actually got vast experience leading transformational programs, she said, Deb, you know that you're not just doing branding here, right? And I said, yes, I know that. And she, she said, you know, you're doing, you, you know, this is transformational for people. Um, you should look at that. So I wisely took her wise advice. Sometimes Sometimes that's the biggest wisdom is knowing truth when you hear it. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I started moving in that direction. And um, so, you know, this whole topic of, of owning your magic, Tyra, you know, I think it's really hard to see your own magic. I think you're right. And I think we're going to hear about how we might do that, right? Well, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You are so right. So, you know, we, I mean, one thing that I just want to throw out there is we tend to devalue what's easy for us. Ah. The gifts that come most naturally. So I have a question for you, Tyra. Yes. Because you, you said you were, you're, you're game. I'm anything. game. My audience so, realizes I'm game. <laughs> I know they do. So... So what are some things that come easily to you mm -hmm. that it, it perhaps took you a while to realize it wasn't so easy for everybody else? Mm. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I, I realize now I have a gift of connection. Um, mm. And it's it's like universal, I, you know. I don't really go around discern. I want to meet that person or not that or that person. If you're in my space, some kind of way I connect, whether it's just eye contact for a moment, whether it's a smile or whatever. But when I say connection, I mean I'm able to push out an authentic feeling. It's not just um, flirtatious. It's meaningful to that person, and I'm saying that because they've told me. That's the only reason I know, okay? Mm. Uh, Tyra, when you said this, I've had students I've taught on the college level, you know, when you told me this, or um, I've been watching you, and first it was very overwhelming to me, but that's a gift. Um, I'm good at being present. I'm, I'm good at being present and uh, staying in the present. Um, I, I'm good at loving. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I love I love that you said that. I love that. <laughs> I am. Uh, I I love people. I love dogs too, but I love people. Um, they they each and every one of them has a story, and sometimes I enjoy watching them to see if I can figure out the story before I'm told the story, or if I'm not told the story, I live with it in my mind as a a new book that I could write. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things, the connection, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. present, and loving. Um, yeah, I think. So let me ask you just about a couple things that are like screaming so loud to me about you. I mean, one of them is your gift of language. I mean, you have this poetic voice. Wow. <laughs> and I'm wondering. I'm wondering when you recognized that. Ah. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, you, what you just said to me, I'm hearing for the first time. I've heard people say, I love the way you write. I've heard people say, I love, I love to hear you speak. But it never goes beyond why. And you just attached a description to what I do that I'm not aware of. And I love that. So uh, thank you. See? I don't yeah, know what I'm going to do with it, but thank you. Uh, you know, this remains to be seen, but, you know, it, I mean, it's just so clear. I mean, when I said it, you you knew it was true. It it you it rings true. Okay. <laughs> okay. Am I right? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I've just never said it. It's never been at the front of my mind or on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I so get it. Okay. But, got, got. but here's and you know this is we're all. We all have these moments just like this moment for you where there's suddenly, you know, we see ourselves reflected by another. Yeah. And it and it shines light on a different facet. And, you know, when it comes, here's what I, I find with, with working with people on this is that when it comes to your deeply rooted, innate talents and gifts, we we often make the mistake of not really noticing or valuing what the universe decided to include in your particular make and model of human being. So, you know, the Tyra make and model got upgrade options that don't come with the standard issue, human. But well, so oh, did everybody else. Yeah, that's they what I was going to say. Options. Everybody has that, right? Yes. That's right. Like, you know... One person has a sunroof, another person has the little, you know, gadget. And, you know, the, we've all got these special aspects of ourselves, but it's tricky to spot them. So, so, all right, so we've got these things, you know, your gift of connection, you're, you're really good at being present, you're, you're just, you know, you are a source of love in the world, and you have this remarkable poetic voice and I would say beyond the poetic voice Tyra you are 
you are inspiration on wheels. <laughs> well, um, now now we're at a point where I have to be authentic because I feel myself moving into a space of vulnerability because all this good energy is coming at me and saying I am. Um, I said the first three things, uh, and and I'm grateful. I'm grateful, and I'm owning the poetic language. Inspirational. That's something I listen. I aspire to be inspirational, <laughs> and um, so that's feedback that's saying you're on the right road. And I, I guess what I'm saying, I appreciate it. But here I am on the radio with you. And I'm going, oh, what am I going to do with all this? <laughs> you know, and uh, right. yeah, it, it begs well, that I, I need to do something with it. Well, here's the great thing. You, you already are. You, you're, we're in the middle of it right now. I mean, all those things were so clear to me as I sat here listening to the intro to your show, which was remarkable. And I was sitting here letting your language and your energy wash over me, and that's what's present. So the cool thing is, you know, you're, you're already expressing it. And, and one of the things that's really fun is to look at how else might you want to get those things expressed. And by those things, we mean your magic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, yeah. so let's look, let's look at that a little bit. By the way, for people listening to this mm-hmm. who are sitting there thinking, wait, I don't even know what my things are. Like, well, I don't know my <laughs> magic. Yeah. I, I, I want to suggest this easy exercise that's really informative, and that is they can go ask like six to ten people or so from different <laughs> domains of life. Okay. Like, Co-workers, family, friends, whatever. Okay. To give you three words. Three words. That represent who you are to them. Okay. I'm going to repeat this. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Select six people, different domains of life, and ask them to give you three words that describe who you are to them. That's the key, right? That's, that's right. Okay. Did you guys hear that? Okay. Yeah. And then here's what you do. You write, you just take all those words, Mm -hmm. you write one word per index card, and you spread them out on a table. Okay. And you start to group them. Okay. You'll find there's themes that emerge, Uh and, and you group them together, and by the time you're done, you probably have like three three clear themes that emerge like for you i'm sure you know being loving being inspirational being you know a a connector of people and ideas i'm sure those would emerge for you and um other people are going to find other you know different flavors of magic but that's a good way but and that's an easy way i don't want to i mean i want people to understand that this isn't just words coming out of Deb's mouth. These are proven methodologies. And I can see right now it would have worked for me if I had done that. So um, if you're sitting there, what did you say? If you're sitting there wondering, I don't even know what my, my magic is, she's given you a key. 
to open a door. So let's make sure we use it, okay? All right, Deb, I'm ready. That's right. And, and also, people are very pleased to be asked and to help you with a fun project like that, by the way. Okay. So, so all right, but what to do with this fabulous magic, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I like to think of your life as a movie. Okay. Um, now, the cool thing about thinking about your life as a movie is it gets us out of the mode of trying to fix things and assess what's happened so far. Um, And it gets us into creation mode. You know, it has your life feel more like this malleable, shapeable work of art, right? Yes. So so when we look at your movie, Tyra, Mm. um, now this movie isn't over yet, clearly. So we are looking, we, we, we consider everything that's happened up till now the perfect beginning of your movie. Okay. Because you're here. Okay. So now what we want to look at is, you know, what do we want the rest of this movie to include? So what are some questions you can ask yourself? You can ask yourself questions like, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. What do I want to experience? Mm. Who do I want to be? Okay. So we're not coming up with an, like some linear plan. We're really kind of sketching out a vision of, you know, what do you want to eat in this meal of life that's coming up? Right. So I'm going to ask you, Tyra, you know, a lot of people, here's the thing. I know so many people, if they know anything about you, they're thinking, what more could this woman possibly want? to, you know, pack into this life of hers, right? Like, look what she's already done. But, Hmm. you know, we're always evolving is our birthright. Yes, I agree, 100%. Right. And and we're always becoming, yes. Exactly. So, So my question to you, Tyra, is at this point in life, and looking forward from here, mm-hmm. how do you want to feel and what do you want to experience and who do you want to be? Okay. If I were to symbolically close my eyes and dream, uh, well, the first one isn't a dream. How do I want to feel? I want to be able to sustain the level of peace that I've been able to achieve in the last season of my life. Now, the price was high, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, all of that. But the other side of through, I want to I sustain that and share it. So uh, that's real important to me. I'm not quite sure uh, how I'm going to share it. Is it going to be another book? Is it going to be more inspirational speaking? Is it going to be, and this is what, this is what I... I want to be, I want to leave a legacy of my children's product that I've been working on for years and I cannot, and maybe the time hasn't been right because the idea has sustained itself, it's powerful. But uh, the product is one at a children's level that can do for children what we're talking about doing for adults. 
where mm. they never feel alone. They laugh a lot. They find joy. They want to discover. They want to challenge. They believe in diversity. And it is, um, it's an animation. And it's just, it's, it's limitless in terms of a child becoming and creating. And it's, and, and I dream about it and I'm, I'm well on my way. But if, um, what could I be? I want to introduce Inu to children all over the world. That's the legacy I want to leave more than anything. Uh, because mm-hmm. children have been my passion. I walked out of Ohio State and into a classroom <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. before I even went to college to become a principal and then a therapist. Kids, kids, kids. Uh, because they're our future. They are becoming, and we owe them something. We owe them comfort and safety and love. And unless we demonstrate it, and I'm, I'm concerned about mm, what we're showing them, because they're watching us. They are watching us. And they're watching how we deal with things. So um, I want to feel like I'm able to sustain the feeling of peace and to share it, to let people know you're worthy of peace, you're worthy of love. That's one thing. And um, who do I want to be is that that person that leaves a legacy for children. And um, wrapped uh, the, the wrapping paper around that is if I'm the things that you've described, I want them to be the gift wrap for the, for the child's product. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Okay, so I get it. That's kind of on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is awesome. I mean, I I love that you know to have children feel never alone. Yes, they feel yes. worthy of peace, worthy of love. Yes, and you see how what a beautiful dovetail that is with your magic, your gift of connection, you're good at being present, you're, you know, you are love, you have this poetic voice and you're inspirational. You see how they beautifully come together, right? I'm beginning to. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's so much harder to see for ourselves. It's like trying to look at your own eyeballs. You know, I think, I think these things emerge best in conversation, in a committed conversation like this. So here comes a really fun part. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I have to be ready. It's my show. I've got to be ready. Okay. She's ready. She's ready. She's ready. So, so I I want you to think about, you know, Mm -hmm. what is that woman like in the movie that we're imagining here? Okay. What is the woman like who's living that life? Like, what are some qualities that you associate with a woman who leaves a legacy that contributes to children feeling worthy of peace, worthy of love, and never alone? Mm. What kind of woman does that? Well, when I feel like I could be doing that, I'm usually... Uh, dancing in my house or singing about, sometimes I make up songs, you know, just, you know, I see a bird on my windowsill and, you know, I have a conversation with the bird or 
the dog next door, Dior, starts dancing around, said, girl, what you need, you know. She sees me down the hall, and that little tail starts going, and she gets to my feet, and she rolls over for me to, that's, that girl, that girl, that girl. Uh, I laugh, I laugh, um, I read, I read, I love to read. Um, I, my, my musical soundtrack is laughter and peace and uh, the freedom to create my own lyrics. I'm not really caring whether anybody likes the songs I write because I'm not writing them for anybody but me. And because mm. they are my fuel, they keep me going. Mm. So it's kind of like I'm a singular person inside my house, and when I open the door to go out, I'm going to be dressed in a loving, giving, authentic personality that uh, when you see me, you know it's okay. You're okay. You know, something about me, uh, let's see, uh, sort of like um, in a normal world, I may go around and say, hey, after I talk to a young person, or what, can I have a hug? You know, and, and we hug. That's the kind of life I, I want. I'm not making sense, am I? Oh, it's making complete sense. I'm on a. Oh no. I'm on a. No. Ah. Uh, you're 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 painting this gorgeous picture right now. I totally get it. So, so, okay. So, I mean, so this woman is someone who's unabashedly joyful. Yeah. Loving. Yeah. Faithful. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. And and out of her own freedom to be. She becomes like this beacon of the freedom to be for people. That's what I'm hearing. So, well, she she has secret. a she has a secret weapon. <laughs> this woman. Oh, what is the secret weapon? God's grace. Mm. That's my secret mm. weapon. That's my fuel. Um, mm. Yeah. That's another part of your magic. But uh, it's so significant. And it's because of that all those other things come out of me. Uh, when I was little, uh, I'm, I'm, I was raised as an only child. My parents, would, we didn't have air conditioning at that time, would sit on the porch and the street light would be on. And they'd say, Tyra, what show are you performing tonight? And carry that forward. My husband used to say in our marriage, Ty, dance for me. And What's so strange is I would just dance for him or I would just do it because, and I was happy to. And that's kind of, that's probably my essence, yeah. I do it for myself since I'm singular. I sing to me, I dance for me, yes. Mm, okay, 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 this is so good. So so now what we're going to do is we're going to name this character. Uh-oh. This character that you're creating in your movie. Okay. Now, why are we doing this? Okay. So have you, you know, Beyonce has talked about her Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Like she, I've, I've heard her say in interviews, hey, that is not just Beyonce, as if there is such a thing as just Beyonce. Thank you. That is not, yes, I mean, come on, please. But anyway, that's not Beyonce, you know, with all that get up on and, you know, strutting her stuff and and performing like a force of nature out on that stage. That's Sasha Fierce. Like that's 
an aspect of me that I put on like a cake before I go out. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the idea, right? Yes. So, so we we want to think of this character as we're turning up the volume on certain aspects of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you times ten. It's 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 like our character is us without the the puny thoughts without the hesitations and doubts it's us at our best most self-expressed self okay right Mm -hmm. make sense so so we want to come up with a name like your sasha fierce right like mine is moxie moxie poppins (laughs) that's that's my that's my moxie name that's my character's name that's my that's you know well moxie poppins do right so we want to come up with a name for your character okay it has to have the word love in it for sure okay and uh and you know you when we were talking before and you told me how you did your name and you told me, why don't you write down some things about yourself and see what we come up with? And uh, I did exactly as you told me. And I think the name is Lovey Lavida. Lovey Lavida. Yes. So I don't have all, all my names. Wait a minute. I don't. Ha- I had them all. I brought them with. I don't have them with me. But uh, yes, that feels right. Oh, that that feels so right. Lovey Levita. Now, it is not hard to imagine Lovey Levita dancing around and laughing and, you know, basically being this Pied Piper of <laughs> life, right? I mean, Levita means life in Spanish, right? Yes. So, plus, it's just got that Lovey, Lovey Levita. I mean, it's got that panache, that pizzazz, which we haven't mentioned, but which is also part of your magic, right? I got to come up with a costume. Oh, you know, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Now you you have connected with the child in Tyra that comes out unannounced. She is now here at the board in the studio talking to a wonderful, well, okay. We got Lovey Levita. She's out in wild. And, uh, right. But you know, what you just said is actually perfect because um, when I work with women, and, and this is, you know, coming up with that character name is part of the first program that I offer. And I have them come to the celebration sessions mm-hmm. dressed as their character. Oh, my goodness. This Isn't is so good. Fun? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So here's what we're going to do. I cannot believe the clock, Deb. I cannot believe. You have got to commit right here and right now that you're going to come back, and we're going to do different things like this on a regular basis. We'll figure out the time. But Please. this is this is so good. It's like a play date. I would love, I would love nothing more. I'm all about play dates. <laughs> really? Well, before we... I would be honored. Okay. thrilled. What I want to do before you read your letter, if if someone else is as excited as I am, and I'm sure there are many, 
And they, they want to know, well, wait a minute, how do I get in touch with her? Maybe I don't want to wait till the next time we have a conversation. How do we get to Deb? You know, who is this woman? What's Moxie? What is that thing again? How do they, how yeah. do they get to you? It's easy. You can just go to my website, which is moxiesoulspa.com. I'll spell it. It's M-O-X-I-E. S O U L S P A dot com. Is it and one word and no no caps, no capitals? There's, that's right. There's no punctuation in there. No nothing. Just Moxie Soul Spa all squished together. All right, I love that. And we didn't even talk about because I know you worked you you this journalist thing. I want to go back to because that's the whole communication thing is a part of you. But the fact that you were in the Middle East just kind of like uh oh. I got to talk about that with that woman. I haven't done that yet. So there's some things left over we must chat about. You know that, right? I, I, I'm ready. <laughs> let me know when. Okay, well, the first thing you have to do. I will chat with you any day. Okay, you're on. I need you to read this wonderful letter uh, that you wrote to your younger self. I am curious about this based on what I'm learning about you. So uh, when you're ready, you begin. Okay. I might get a little emotional. I haven't read it out loud yet. so Please, um, please get know. emotional. You did something to me. I'm going to do it to you. <laughs> Why not? Why not get emotional in front of all these people? <laughs> yes. so here, here we go. It's fine. It's totally fine. All right. Here we go, Tyra. Thank you. And by the way, thanks for, the, thanks for asking me to do this. You're welcome, sweetie. Dear young Deborah, oh, what a great grand adventure this life is going to be for you. You may not always see it in that light, but that is exactly what it is and shall be. That seemingly circuitous path you'll be taking, it will become one of your great strengths. You will come to know yourself as tremendously resilient, creative, and bold. Your path will in fact help you live inside some beautiful questions about life and what it means to be happy, and what are we meant to be doing at this place in this time? Above all, pay very close attention to those moments where you feel a quickening in your spirit, a stirring in your heart, a tug to move in a direction that may not seem to make any sense at all. When you feel that quickening, that stirring, that tug, know that that's me guiding you. I am the you that has yet to be expressed. I am your depth not yet explored. I know things. I am the life force that wants you to discover the magic within yourself so that you may share your own humanity, frailty, strength, and wisdom in ways that uplift and help others on their own path. And you will learn so much about your own tender spots and vulnerability along the way. Because that's all you really want, to have your life count, to have it matter, to leave something behind that's beautiful. So get out there, mix it up. Do not apologize for being someone who loves hard in this world and makes mistakes and gets up and tries again. One day, your seeming failures and disappointments and heartbreaks will become part of your magic, your ability to feel, to be compassionate, 
to meet people where they are without judgment and take them by the hand and invite them to come alive again as well. As the late, great MFK Fisher said, the only real thing to leave in the world is one's spirit. Mm. So continue to listen for that which makes you come alive and move towards that. The human spirit unleashed and flying free is a beautiful thing. And your spirit just wants to sing and fly and play. It's all going to turn out, I promise. Much love, your future self. My dearest Deb, thank you for the gift of yourself. Thank you for what you just read. There's so many of us that need to understand this becoming thing is a process. It is not an event. That's why I ask people to write letters to their younger self so they can remember how far they have come. I always uh, like to end our show with a spiritual doggy bag. Something you can hold on to on that days when you say, I am tired of being tired. Or you may say, is this all there is? Come on now. Are you on my last nerve, little one? Well, guess what? There's something else that Glennon Doyle Melton wrote about. And I quote, Stop holding your breath. Breathe. There's enough. I have created an abundance of acceptance, attention, recognition, joy, peace, money, energy, clothes, food. I will never leave you without enough. And there is nothing to be afraid of. No feeling, no circumstance, no person. These things come and they go and you can live through them without running, hiding, numbing, or hurting another one of my children. And did you know this, my angel? There's never been anything wrong with you, not one day of your life. You are exactly who you were meant to be right now as you are. You are not to be ashamed. You punish yourself, but you have no reason to be punished. You can stop now. You are free. You are worthy of giving and receiving. Believe you are new every moment, new. Your time, your energy, your mind, the people who come into your life, they are all gifts and they are infinite. They belong to you and to everyone else. Do not worry. Come out of hiding. Be still and know. Then help others to know. Since you carry me with you, you know what to do. You will always know to do the right thing. Glennon says, this is a letter from God. You've been listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, Cablecast on Cox and Verizon Files, Channel 37, and Comcast, Channel 27 in Reston and webcast worldwide on the internet at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday evening. Remember, your seat at the table is guaranteed. 
I look forward to next time. Remember, you're worthy. You're stronger than you feel. You're smarter than you think. You're more beautiful than you know. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. You are chosen. You are important. Treat yourself like someone you love. This is Tyra G. Living intentionally and loving you.